Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn it up! Whoa. Let's go. Turn it up. I think Holy I can hear the funky music. Let's go. Well, it's not even playing. I just <laughs> hear it, you hear it in your head. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a Friday edition of the DMVR Nation Podcast. <laughs> Let's go. You almost forgot, but it is indeed a snowy Friday in Denver, Colorado. It's beautiful yeah, what snow. Not no. anymore. Now it's just like a wet Friday. I love it, man. I'm telling you, I love you today. Love it? I do, That's man. This is the time of year. We, I don't like the same weather every day, you guys. I like to mix it up a little bit. We had some heat. We wore shorts earlier today. Flannel. <laughs> you get all types of atoms this week. Like Are you going to go on your shorts rant? This is the mo- no. This is the most like. Uh, okay. Like he, you know, nobody likes the snow, so you like dig no in deeper. No way, this is not true. First of all, this is the type of I, mean, I, I could do. This. Never mind, we're not doing this. I'm not going to let you distract me from it. Instead, I'm going to introduce <laughs> my panel over here, the little boy himself. We're going to vote. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thirty years old, pretty soon. <laughs> I'm seeing two Denver legends tonight in concert. Shout out tennis, uh, and they're starting their tour tonight. And great I'm very sport. Excited. Love, uh, I, I hear pickleball. I've always been a big Nadal guy. Oh, good one, you guys. Yeah, it's yeah, a great band, though. Are there, who's opening? Pickleball? Let's go. Uh, Wait, who's, you said two. <laughs> tennis and then what else? Well, there's two people in tennis. It's a two person It's group. a two person uh, this yeah. is, I Two person game. Eric I'm played. quite familiar. Yes. Yes. No, there you, he won state, I think. Uh, there you go. And then over here, I got D Line Co. I actually know the band tennis. Yeah, it's a good band. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Have you ever played pickleball? Yes. Michael Malone went on a long rant I, yesterday listen, about I am, pickleball. I am going to become a pickleball player. I've, I've thought there, about this. Yeah. Don't, I, please don't. I'm, no, it, it, it really, it doesn't matter. Have you ever yeah. watched somebody play pickleball? Yeah. It's the most boring thing you can do in your <laughs> it day. It actually looks fun. Come I on, man. I didn't say I'm going to be a pickleball watcher. <laughs> I'm going to play it. Uh, I will say, though, Michael Malone uh, says that he plays pickleball, including yesterday when asked, like, what are you going to do with your afternoon? He's like, well, I'll play pickleball. I always do. I play pickleball. Like Mike Malone, I know you're listening. I know you're watching. Uh, I challenge you to pickleball. The, by the way, we said it was a, the first time we've ever walked out on Malone. I'm going to keep it real. Just too much pickleball talk for me. <laughs> Is that you were out there? Yeah. That yeah. was early on. I was like, like, I've, got a, I've got a limit to how much I can talk pickleball. Yeah, I was like, are we doing sure. King's Goss? Oh, pickleball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just and then over there, looking fly as always. Oh, the you. MVP of the 2023 regular season. I'm, I'm being Me? serious. Wynn dropped. Yeah, Me? Harrison Wynn, who dropped wow. just like one last little regular season article, an exclusive. Bay. Yeah, a little Salt Bay, <laughs> an exclusive with Ish Smith that featured no shortage of bangers. Yeah. Harrison Wynn. Ish Smith, what a guy. It, we were talking about like maybe who's the coolest guy on the Nuggets. It might be Ish Smith, man. <laughs> like if I could hang out with one dude on the Nuggets today, it might be Ish. I think you can. 
Yeah. I think you could if you just asked. He'd probably yeah. Yeah, I'm, playing down I'm just playing pickleball with Malone. But what I love about Ish, game. and you can check out the article on thednvr.com, I asked him a, a ton of different you know topics, everything from like playing with Jokic for an entire season to his takes on the Nuggets rookies, everything in between also. And he just has a great perspective on, on the team, where everybody's at right now, what happened at the end of the season too. Yeah, and um, just heading into the playoffs, it was great. Great quotes about Jokic. Great quotes about Christian Brown, and a banger last line on Peyton Watson that I'll just leave right there. Um, by the way, man, Peyton Watson. We haven't broken down a lot of the discussion that we had with Calvin Booth. If you missed that show, I'm telling you, what are you doing with your life? You need to go back. We had a on the show on Wednesday. He revealed a lot about just how he sees the world, man. And I just think he is such a like thoughtful person. And seeing the way that he makes decisions and has set himself up for this position to me is like one of those things that we will refer back to time and time again. But one of the things he said in there, obviously talking about Peyton Watson, this image of him, of Peyton as a guy who is a um a, a like a, a brilliant mind guy. You know, we look at him, he goes, he's got all the measurables and he had this talent and he's played at a high level, of this or that. I don't think I'd ever heard anybody, anybody scouts you know people play any of this stuff i don't think anybody has described him as somebody who has insane recall you know and then also as a guy that can give a better scouting report than any other player on the team as a rookie yeah to me like this forms what i think of peyton watson now and that comes from that interview but then you hear these quotes from ish smith and it's like all of a sudden when you hear that everything you hear about him you see through a different light and you're like oh yeah look what his peers even say about him yeah the stuff that calvin said about his just understanding of the game. And the example he gave was, if I need somebody to give me a scouting report on Luka Doncic, Peyton Watson, he's going to like give me the best one. Uh, it's also kind of a bad example. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I, can, I can give a scouting report on Luka yeah. Doncic. Also, yeah. they haven't played against each other. <laughs> that's true. But, but I mean, that's, that's really high praise based on like the number of veterans and yeah. just the number of quality defenders that the Nuggets have. Like that proves that Peyton Watson, Peyton Watson, he's a student of the game. You know, like he takes his craft really seriously, and uh, that that's just really high praise. That was really really cool. high. What about what about you, D line? I mean, Watson, I'm, do you, is your perspective different having heard this? This isn't something that I thought about him. Uh, no, I I mean, I'm sort of in like uh, wait and see mode with Peyton Watson. Oh, that like, could be too much hype, perhaps. A little too much hype. I don't know. We'll see. I just. I like everything I've seen from him so far, and I, I have seen him do things that are uh, a little bit more cerebral, like being in the right position and like knowing when to jump and all this stuff, like keeping his head about him the same way that Christian Brown uh, does. But I mean, it's you know, obviously, like Calvin's the guy that picked Peyton Watson, so he's a big believer in him, and he picked and Peyton perhaps bias. He picked Peyton, Peyton Watson in a place where I don't think anyone else was even looking at Peyton. He Watson. wanted to trade up. He wanted to trade up to get him, <laughs> which would have been trade insane. Up, trade up to eleven, pick Peyton. I was like, what? Like he's like, they were going to kill me. They were yeah. going to kill me. Uh, but you guys so, saw yeah. where I wanted to pick him. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think that he's definitely the biggest supporter of Peyton Watson at this point. But I mean, I we've all been i think converted pretty quickly into the into the peyton fold. it's less about whether or not he hit and more about the form of player because the thing for me is like i just didn't think of him as a smart or dumb player it's not that i he plays dumb yeah. or plays smart it's just that wasn't a thing that factored in because i hadn't heard it anywhere and for Defense, him to length exactly that's and that's why when he's like no man this is a guy that like the details sure. he can just like internal i'm like okay that's that's a cool detail 
and it sort of with the Christian Brown conversation too, there was a, I'm not sure if I can put my finger on the common denominator, but the evaluation was so much more thorough and specific than is this player good or good defender, right, right? right? Like he loved, he never, he doesn't feel like Peyton Watson was a ballsy pick because in addition to the physical profile, he knows about the recall. Christian, everyone could use a long rangey defender, but he knows that he's one at every level. And right. these things mean something to him. And it's, it's really interesting because I think for me, scouting for our draft segment, so much of it is like, is this guy good or not? And does he fit? But <laughs> this guy can't shoot. Yeah. But it's such a more His arms aren't long enough. Thoughtful He's just process. not good. Yeah. Which I, it's just really interesting to hear how thoughtful it is on Calvin's end. So I really like it. Peyton Watson, I'm just so intrigued by him. I'm all in. I'm all in in the way that I'm just. There was a weird thing with Peyton where Christian Brown was going to play and you wanted this or that. And you're like, I want him to work out. Whether you believe or not, let's put that in a side box. It's just I'm all in. With Peyton, it was more like skepticism, you know, like, I don't know. Summer because league wasn't all he impressive. was the project. He was the project. And those guys, some work out, some just don't. Some are R.J. Hampton. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, when you take right. a, a flyer. I mean, yeah. it's a flyer. He, he felt flyer. more like a flyer. He did, absolutely. And I said this the whole time, like, I like the idea of taking a flyer, uh, but I don't like the idea of taking a flyer in the first round if it's just like purely. 30, a, 30th? So if he was 31st? Well, they wouldn't have had the 31st. They, if it was like, I don't know, the 41st pick. Well, they traded for the 30th. I'm saying if they traded for the 31st. Uh, well, if, I mean, uh, no, dumb, dumb uh, way to put that. But uh, but unless they got something else back and then, right, got, right, you know, right. I mean, like, to me, it's like, okay, the, there is the art of the draft, which Tim Connolly has nailed. Um but Calvin is just like a straight shooter. He sees the guy he wants, he goes, he gets him. Like, right. Here's, um, here's a curious thing for you, Eric. Would you rather have had the what will essentially be the 27th pick in this year's draft or Peyton Watson? I mean, Peyton Watson. It, it, it's Because it, that's what it, they traded. Yes. He His flyer was. It appears to be the right, right move. Right. Like, we won't really know. For we won't really know. But I mean, like, you know, at that time, it was like, uh, I hope he knows what he's doing. But, uh, you know, I'm going to defer to the guys that put hundreds and hundreds of hours in on this but from the outsider's point of view it's like okay this please let this work like <laughs> i will be curious it will be one of those fun things because denver having the fourth best record now um you know we'll get to see like okay let's see who goes 27 28 29 30 and then that'll be yeah. who you kind of compare them to but at this moment i look at it and i say with the value of wings and everything else um i'm just excited and more importantly whether he's good or not it's easier to root for a guy that I have a story in my mind around now. It's not just that he's yeah. long and was good in high school. It's that, oh, no, on. he has this mind that's actually unique. It's like Peyton Watson, the defensive savant, the Andre Iguodala savant. I think he's a professional. I think there's a lot of Peyton's from California, friends with Kevin, friends with Russell. I think yeah. he likes that. I think he likes to see his name out there. But to have the context filled in the background of but he's a professional or at least it seems right. that way early and we got that that notion i think all the way back in summer league just asking so many questions <laughs> very reflective so these are these are encouraging things to learn about a, a young guy somebody asked who the mystery guest is we were trying to get peyton on he might come in next week we so there's still a chance um it wasn't a it was 
He was supposed to be something fell through the crack. Why are we, we giving him all this airtime if he didn't come in? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, let's talk about Flacco. Not making it. Dane Watson, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm, I'm out. I've heard out. his recall's not that good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember to come to the show. Later on in the show, guys. Luka Doncic? I think Calvin meant Luka Samanich. <laughs> oh, my God. La- later Nicole on in the Jovich. show, we're going to get into some of the mailbag questions that you sent. But I want to spend the first half of this show now after this Peyton Watson you know, detour. I want to spend it talking about the stakes here because I think it's important to discuss stakes before you go in. You don't want to seem too reactionary, but this is one that's very pivotal for the Nuggets, but let's talk about it as individuals. I want to do this game. The Nuggets players that we talk about have great games that leads to success, an average game that leads to an average, whatever you think the average is for the Nuggets. I think the average for the Nuggets would be either a game seven loss to the in the second round or a Western Conference Finals appearance. That would be to me like par, you know, whatever you want to say there. Um, so that, and then I want to say like a disappointing one. They lose in either the first or a second round that's not particularly close and they underperform. And let's start with Jamal Murray who I think there is a surprising amount at stake for him personally um, with the Nuggets. Let's start with the high end. And I'll go first on this just to kind of show you guys how I'm thinking about it. Three years ago, coming out of the bubble, going into the bubble, it was Jokic's team and a bunch of guys that were just not stars. I felt like coming out of the bubble, you felt like Malone, Jokic and Murray were a duo. Mm -hmm. And Jokic was the guy. But that those two together brought out the best of each other. The Nuggets have a great run this year where he plays well. I think that is back, and not only back, but solidified. To where, like, even next year, we're not going to be questioning this at I, any point. I, I think that coming out of the bubble, Jamal Murray was the bigger star. Like, it was, he showed out he was. so much in that bubble. He was the one that went head to head with Donovan Mitchell. He's the one that, like, made all of these insane shots that really caught people's attention. Um, and we haven't seen him since. He's not been in a playoff series since that happened. Um, when you say the bigger star, you don't mean the better player. You mean he was like shining brighter. I think that he got when more people national thought of, attention. When people yeah. thought of the Nuggets Angry after the bubble, they thought of Jamal Murray first, I think. Really? Yeah. Not us in Denver, but outside you of think? Denver. Yeah. Man, yeah. this is wild to oh, me. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I clearly you three I agree. Mean, look, so the, all the highlight packages and stuff that the Nuggets did sneak into, like their Murray bubble yeah. highlights. Jamal Murray like against the Jazz. Like that was the, the Nuggets in the, the bubble. Yeah, the finish, 360 layup. The yeah. LeBron finish, the up and under. These are the like, quote after game six. Like TikTok generation is yeah. getting that stuff, you know. Okay. There was a little Kobe Shaq hope, you know, like yeah. Stockton and Malone is almost a negative. It's almost pejorative because they didn't win. Right. So it's like, oh, the goods runner up. Maybe Kobe Shaq, where you were like, man, these guys could end up becoming the yeah. dominant one two punch, yeah. you right. know, going forward. And I just don't that lost all momentum totally. with the injury. And, it, and then this year he didn't get over this hump to where he became a star. Yeah. But you make it to a Western Conference finals as a minimum or beyond with him playing well back on the table. And he's an all star next year. Right. He was a guy that was labeled as potentially like who's next yep. after that bubble run. Yeah. He was up there in that group and he's fallen off a lot since. Yes. It's like below Jalen Brunson now. He's yeah, really low. Um but yes, a run to the yeah, Western Conference good. Finals puts him back on that level. I think he then then he will be one of those guys who could potentially be next. And um yeah, I, I think he can get back to yeah. Get back to that level where he was supposed to be at. I mean, like for the Nuggets, it's always just about uh, um, attention. 
like whether this is the only time in the calendar year you can count on people actually watching the Nuggets. And like, yeah. so if he shows people that he is back, that he is able, if the backometer is going to lead us to the truth and he is in fact back to that level, Jamal Murray will, will get lots of shine. He'll get, and, and that's just it for anyone on the Denver Nuggets. Like no one pays attention in, until they absolutely have to. Um, and in the playoffs they have to. So this is their time to like really make their name. I, and then the other thing is, if he really shows out in these playoffs, Jamal Murray is going to have a rep as a playoff mm-hmm. performer, like an elite right. postseason oh, this is great. performer, yep. a guy who goes above <laughs> and beyond and just outperforms even the expectations that we have for him when the lights are brightest, because then it will be the last two times he's been in the playoffs, yeah. bubble, and this year he's absolutely showed out. I think there's another level to it, too. It can still go down as it was Jokic and Murray that led the Denver Nuggets to their first title. Right, right. And not, I mean, we all know how important Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were, but what would you say? The Giannis, Giannis, Giannis led the Bucs. Yeah. I think there's a chance it can go down as Murray and Jokic. Now, we all know Jokic is as essential as any one figure, right. but just the narrative and and the Denver sort of, like we kind of the Nuggets legend stuff, like we talk about that, the sort of fan Hall of Fame. Like Murray can go side by. It's like putting his Hall of Fame plaque next to Jokic's. I mean, let's be honest. LeBron and Dwayne Wade, LeBron and Kyrie, sure. LeBron and Anthony Davis. LeBron, one of the greatest, if not the greatest player ever. And those series are thought of, or those championships are thought of. Of yeah, but like Kyrie really stepped up when it mattered, or whatever. And I think for Murray to be the same. Let's go. Let's take a first break because we're a little bit late here. On the other side, we'll do the downside now. Uh-oh. What happens if it doesn't? Go that way. <laughs> Guys, Illegal Pete's right down the street from the DNVR bar. Had they got lunch. 10 locations um, in total. They've also collab collabed with us on our newest playoff shirt, 2023 official DNVR playoff shirt. Uh, but this episode of the DNVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's. And with grad season coming up, let's face it. You need food at your grad party. You need great food at your grad party for people to be happy. Cater with Illegal Pete's. If you're hosting a grad party, if you're going to one, catering.illegalpeets.com. Don't make yourself pull another all-nighter. Book your graduation catering ahead of time and do it with Illegal Pete's. You, the man, if you like, this is for the parents out there, right? This is yeah. what this ad is for. Want to get some big time dad points? Oh, oh, Cater man. illegal Pete's, yeah. man. Oh, it's that time of year. It's for dads and grads. Dads and dads grads. And grads. <laughs> you want to be your son? You know, you've been worried about. Do you, is, is he proud of you? Little illegal right. Pete's, man. Like, wow, dad. <laughs> Nobody's going to be disappointed. Wow, dad, that. queso too? Unbelievable. <laughs> guac? You paid extra for guac? I forgive you for missing all of my baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Eric, we're doing a read. It's not oh, a, sorry. I'm not sorry. A memory, <laughs> yeah. Not a memory. Not a memory. Got yeah. two of the character there. <laughs> Catering.illegalpeats.com. Um, also, it's a very Friday show. It's Rocky season. Ooh. Do you want to sit behind home plate? Do you want to get great tickets to Rockies games? Check out the game time app. Use the code use the code DNVR when you sign up and create an account. Redeem the code DNVR for $20 off your purchase Ooh. from Game Time. Terms apply, but again, create an account. Redeem code DNVR for $20 dollars off download the game time app last minute tickets lowest prices <laughs> guaranteed they've got tickets for the rockies behind home plate 
You can sit courtside for the Nuggets, right at the glass for the Avs, concert shows, sporting events, whatever you need. Game time is your go-to for tickets. And again, uh, download the app, create an account, redeem the code DNVR for $20 off your purchase. Let us know in the chat, too, by the way. We were having a debate earlier at the DNVR headquarters about whether or not Rocky getting attacked by a oh. by a, a, a random. Yeah. Uh, and a then, hero. And being mildly <laughs> hurt. I mean, kind no, of no, mild, he was shaken up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Uh, whether that was really sad or hilarious. I'm not going to tell you which one I went with. I'll tell you which one I went with. I. Uh, Personally, want to nominate that gentleman for a congressional medal of honor. Oh yeah, or 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 Denverite uh, of the year, <laughs> or heroic. He's going to jail. Oh, yeah, he probably is going to jail. Yeah. Listen, um, they can't find him though. They can't find him, and sometimes, sometimes to, to be a hero, you have to go against the law. You know what I mean? If the yeah. if the yeah. law is unjust, then what is it? <laughs> this yeah. guy was Batman. Some of the great revolutions <laughs> of our country's history the, have been against the law. The, yeah, that's right. The law, the law, of course, being not attacking a very innocent bystander wearing a very embarrassing suit of a terrible. Did I master. say Rocky? I meant Dinger. Dinger no peripheral yeah, vision. Dinger. Just Dinger. Not Rocky. <laughs> Just Dinger. Sitting duck, man. All right, let's get back on track here. So the downside, see him. the downside no of Jamal Murray now is, of course, if the Nuggets lose, I mean, I, I will go as far as to say this. There are scenarios where Murray plays great and they lose, but I think if the Nuggets lose early or get handled in a second round where they don't look competitive, I'm going to go out of limb and say it probably Murray contributed to that by not being great. Yeah. I think that's a big, a very likely. What happens there? I think there is a almost under-discussed pressure on Jamal to deliver in these playoffs. The complete flip side of what we were just saying, the bubble was a long time ago. Right, you guys did actually touch on it. Like it's that lost that momentum, whatever that was. And I think between the consistency issues, the injury, which isn't his fault, but it still happened. The fact that he's never been an All Star. When you talk about a team that, in theory, has everything they need to make a a run and believes they do, obviously, if they fall short, you're looking at the head coach near the top of the list. A second best player with a lot to prove, I think due diligence requires thorough consideration. You know, it's it's just possible. Not that I think they should or that it's a given, but I think it's a conversation that inter- like it has to be considered internally if if he's the reason they fall short. Vote is going up to the line, looking over. Not ready to jump though. I'm not jumping. I'll, I'll jump. jump it. Go ahead. Uh, who, who, who wants to go? Who wants to jump? <laughs> this is a yeah, standing at the cliff, getting ready to jump in the water. One guy too scared. Go ahead, man. Jump, go ahead and jump. If Jamal Murray has a bad playoffs or below average, just, or below average, I think people will look at the bubble and say it was the bubble. It doesn't count, man. And I think if the Nuggets really disappoint in the playoffs, and he's the reason why. Denver might look to trade him. Like I just think that would have to be something that's on the table. Yeah, yeah. I should You're, just said that. Yeah, that was a, that was succinct. <laughs> I mean, and that's correct. that's the reality. Like I don't want to sugarcoat it. It is what it is. I agree. You know. I, agree. Yeah, I mean, we're at a point now where we have to start to consider uh, how Nikola Jokic's career is being managed. And if you have a number two that is not a true number two, he has been. He's been a, a, an excellent running mate for Nikola Jokic, but. We're to the point now where it's like you look at like Luka Doncic, like he with Jalen Brunson were able to do a lot of things and they tried to, they didn't re-sign him. He didn't have a running mate. Um, Jokic deserves, requires, and must have a competent running mate 
so that we know what it looks like. We know how far Nikola Jokic can take you with him and then a bunch of other guys that are of varying degree, but not a true second. Uh, and so like if like if I, I'm with wind, like if it goes badly um, and we already know that there's, you know, around town, there's, there's rumblings about this because Nikola, uh, Jamal Murray is and has been so inconsistent um, just in the regular season all the time. You know, I, I don't think that those conversations are going to quiet. I think they'll get much, much louder about, like, we have to get Jokic help. We have to have somebody he Like can the rely media on. conversation you're saying. Yeah, and just, like, the it's fans It's just the reality of a team that has a two-time MVP that wants to contend every year. Like, if you really fall short in the playoffs, you have to assess everything. That That's what I'm... Tr- yeah, exactly. If you, so this diligence. scenario is you either lose in the first round, which is like, okay... Nothing should surprise anybody, but if, even if it's like you eke out a six or seven game win against the Thunder, and then you go and just get smacked by whoever it is in round two, that's the scenario. And like, sure. look, man, I'll go ahead and say it. I think that it would almost become more likely than not at that point. It is rare for an MVP to play the first eight years of his career without a single all-star, yep. without a single all-star. Just randomly you get one. You know, through eight eight years. Now, this is circumstantial. Murray was out for two years. Maybe he's an all-star if this doesn't happen. But at the same time, I think you look at that, and it is significantly more likely in a worst-case scenario than people realize. Now, we'll do the average. Murray has some good games. He has some bad games. Nuggets make it to the Western Conference Finals where they go down. That's sort of a, hey, they are close, but they're not yet there scenario. I don't think anything changes for Jamal Murray. I think it's the exact status quo. He's back. Yep. The conversation doesn't change around him. I don't think he's more or less likely to be an all-star next year. I just feel like that is a homeostasis. We just kind of remain here. I agree. Well, I, agree, it, yeah. I mean, the there will be ma- other changes probably, but yeah. But the specifics matter. How does he look in the... That, sure. That's like, why I said up and down. Like He looks like the best player on the court in four games, and he looks average in seven games, and he looks bad in three. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, like at that point, it's like there's no real, there's nothing pushing you one way or the other. It's right. sort of like you, I, yeah, you. It is sort of like, well, what what do we do here? Like we're and you root for his next year, him taking another leap. Like this was a stabilizing year, return year, and next year he takes a leap. That's where it's at. Um, let's go to Aaron Gordon now, or actually, let's go to Michael Porter Jr. Since he's more interesting to to go off the bat, Michael Porter Jr. Let's do the good scenario first. Plays really well. Okay. Has a couple moments. I mean, for him being a max player, that means that he probably has a couple games that are like his best playoff games. He's had some good ones, but he has some big-time playoff games and moments, and the Nuggets go deep into the playoffs. How does this change for him? I'll let you start, Eric. He's had big moments already. He had he had the Yeah Mike moment. He's actually like sneakily hit some really enormously big shots in Nuggets playoff runs. True. Um, he has been targeted on defense in the past. It just, it, it comes down to, we're going to see if he's a liability or an asset. And this is going to be shown out a lot in this playoffs, like what we're able to rely on, especially if we play a team like Minnesota in the first round where Jokic will probably be needing to defer and kick the ball out a lot. If, if Michael Porter Jr. is able to just do what we know he can do and just knock down shots, his his stock... I mean, everybody on the Nuggets is, has the opportunity to have their stock soar because, again, they're finally getting people paying attention to what they're doing night to night. We've seen Michael Porter Jr. like really become a reliable, uh, if not like cerebral kind of player like he's been 
not just the guy that knocks it down, but is can be deceptive. He can drive the rim. He can act, he can rebound and do all these things. We know somebody with his physical gifts should be able to do. Um, if he's disappointing, you know, I don't know. It, it, I don't know that it matters, frankly, because there's no world. There's no world you can move off of a max contract for Michael Porter Jr. unless you attach picks to it and everything. Like, I don't know if that's true. If he has a good playoff, if he has a, but I'm saying like if he has a bad playoff, oh, you're doing both. Uh, I'm just saying in general, like if he does well, it's going to be great for him. If he does bad, it's going to be bad for us, but fine for him because he's going to be part of the Nuggets regardless. Yeah, I think what you might be looking at in terms of what changes for him, his role in the offense next season, is is there a world where, you know, I joke, get Mike the Rock, but is that a line in the summer? Right. Is that what they're thinking about? And and then also his assignments for the offseason, because not all of Mike not getting the rock is the team. There are things he needs to do to be able to get certain shots off, uh, stay, you know, take advantage of, of certain advantageous positions. But I do think that discussion, you start going, maybe this guy needs to be taking the second most, maybe even some nights the most shots on this team. To use the Laker metaphor with Kobe and Shaq again, I mean, this one almost fits even more for him since Jamal Murray is already the number two you know, established guy. But there is a scenario where the Nuggets look really good and Mike has his spots where he plays his best basketball, which, by the way, great players play their best basketball in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. They have their biggest moments. So there's a ch there's an opportunity where the Nuggets win the title or go to the finals or just have a very impressive run here where he has some big games where, yeah, he becomes a star player next year and there is a lot more of, hey, are we sure he's not the number two? Right. I think the idea of Michael Porter Jr. being able to be higher in a pecking order is not a crazy one. I don't think he's there yet because his game is too unbalanced, but it is one of those ones that could become more in the zeitgeist sure. if he has a good run yeah. here. I agree 100%. I think Michael Porter in these playoffs could change the entire NBA narrative around him as a player. And that narrative right now, and I really saw this when I did that media survey, you know, surveying 15 media members from the West, just getting their take on the Nuggets. The narrative around Michael Porter Jr. is still, oh, great offensive player, going to get played off the floor defensively, targeted every possession defensively, right. try to get him in the pick and roll every time. He's going to foul every time. If he has a playoffs where he is what we think he's going to be offensively, and then on the other end, he holds his own, and isn't a liability on defense, that narrative is going to shift. Yep. And if it shifts, I just think he's looked at as an entirely different player, not just from us, but from everybody in the, in the league, you know, than he's looked at right now. Yeah. All right, downside. Here's the th first thing that comes to mind. If he plays poorly, but I think it's even true if he plays like average, but the team plays poorly, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Mike would want out. And I what I what I mean by that again we're doing a doomsday scenario here but yeah jeez I mean that's the game though the stakes like <laughs> we're playoffs doing both. Are, we're doing both but I'm yeah. telling you this is the playoffs like some people are like oh are you bad stuff or this or that and it's like guys the playoffs should have big swings or else what are we doing here it yeah. should be that there's stakes to him but the stakes for him is we talk about this year's defined by his willingness to fit into the team at some point that's like yeah but I'm better than this my career's already going to be short because of my back. Maybe there's just a maybe look, man, I'm tired of this situation where I have to fit in and I have to be the one. Look at me. I played well in the playoffs. but We didn't win or I played poorly in the playoffs and everyone's blaming me. But all I do is stand in the corner and then get pick and rolled to death. So I just don't think that scenario is that crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, it's probably not. Um, you do have to give Michael Porter 
so much credit for buying in and taking a lesser role than he probably could be playing elsewhere over the last you know couple of seasons that he's been healthy for. I just think, I just think after this playoffs is over, and if they don't win a championship, like we'll have such a clear idea of if this is the right second and third option to have around Nikola Jokic. Like I, I just think that will be clear. Yeah, based on what happened, and he he can want out all he wants. I don't I don't think that there's when he signed that max contract. I I think he's he's here. I, I think there's a chance that he it goes so well that that door is opened and that he has the goodwill and that it's without any tension. Maybe eventually it's okay. I'm ready to expand my game. When now. you were sitting there though, courtside, you know, you kind of mentioned that, oh, yeah. that he was a separate. <laughs> That he was separate from the team in a lot of ways. And again, yeah. I don't, we can read into body language with this sure. stuff too much. My it. own point is, I'm just saying, Michael Porter, I don't know that he's a number one guy, but I do think that there are just scenarios where it's like, could he go be a number two guy in a scenario? And I remember talking to people about the Jeremy Grant thing where it's like, part of you, why would you lose a winning situation to go to a losing one? It sounds like that's a vice or a bad thing. But there is a virtue in of... I want to see how good I can I be. I think I can be I, better. Nobody thinks I'm this yes. good, and I think I'm this good, and I want to go find out. And there's almost something noble about that. And I could just see Porter being like, I get 11 shots a game. I feel like I can get 20. I, I just feel like I'm good at this, and I could scale this up, and I just want more. And maybe I have to take a step back as a team to take a step forward individually, and I would kind of understand it Yeah. if things went poorly. Yeah, I just don't see it. Okay. Um, and then the average one for Michael Porter, maybe he has a little bit more. I mean, Porter... If the Nuggets do just kind of meet their average, I do think Porter could be on the trade block just again of like, if you're trying to improve your team, do you feel like you can get 80% of his offense but 150% of his defense? That's possible. He just plays an average game. The Nuggets go to the conference finals and lose. Yeah. It's possible. I hate it. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like this topic, I think, is what it is. Um, Let's take our second break on the other side. Let's get to Jokic. Oh, wait. Are we going Doomsday with Jokic? And Michael Malone. Oh, boy. Backus and Shanker. When you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. Talk about legacy. Wow. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the greatest thing about Backus and Shanker is you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case, no fees unless they win your case. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you were not fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call. 303-222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Again, no money unless they win your case. Backus and Shanker wins. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, Fort Collins, 30 lawyers, 100 staff members. Give them a call today. 222-2222. Also, check out Fubo TV if you want to watch your Nuggets and Avs on Altitude Sports. They've got 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device with Fubo TV. You also get a thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. You can watch the local teams. Um, tons of stuff coming up locally in Colorado. We got the CU Buff Spring Game Ooh. April 22nd on ESPN. You can watch that on Fubo TV. Uh, Nuggets, Avs, Rapids, of course. The NFL Draft coming up 
You can watch that on Fubo TV. Stream live TV from any device, 140 plus channels. Catch the Nuggets and Avs playoff run on Altitude and ABC with Fubo TV. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. FuboTV.com slash DNVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Hell yeah. FuboTV.com slash DNVR. Let's go. All right, let's get to um, Nikola Jokic now. <laughs> he has a huge narrative swing for him. I think he even has a big happiness swing for him. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, I think Yoke's been great in playoffs. I really do. And I think most people, you know, the numbers bear this out. His scoring has been fantastic. His uh, rebounding has been fantastic. His clutchness has been fantastic. Um, the only number I think that goes down for him are assists, you know, mm -hmm. which is kind of understandable, especially weighing over these last couple games or last couple years without a second star. The um, for him getting to a conference finals, he's the one guy that I think the the bar is almost higher. If you get a conference finals, I almost feel like that's neutral for him specifically. But if they get to a finals or if they win the finals, I do feel like it is a huge. I mean, especially the win, an enormous swing in how he is discussed and viewed. He becomes a two-time MVP and a one-time champion. And to me, there's not many guys that can match both of those two things. There's not very many at all. And so automatically, all the hyperbole that people like us believe he is capable of becoming, we get to say those things now, and there's not an actual empirical thing to debate it. You could be like, well, yeah, but this era or that or that. But you can't be like, well, hold on the accolades. And that's huge. Yeah, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that. Like, everything is on the line for Nikola Jokic in these playoffs. Um, how he might be viewed for the rest of his career is on the line. To be totally honest, I feel like my career is on the line well, with Nikola Jokic in these playoffs. If he does it, if he exceeds expectations, if he wins a championship, he's one of the greatest players in NBA history. If he doesn't, he's on the road to potentially looking like the Steve Nash, the Charles Barkley of this generation. Right. That's just what it is. I don't think anybody in the league has more at stake than Nikola Jokic entering these playoffs. And, you know, deep down... I trust that he's going to show out. I I think he's going to have a monster playoffs yep, because he he's been a, because he's been a monster in the playoffs every single time that he's been there. Um, but the pressure, the expectations, everything is is on his shoulders. These playoffs. There's one just comparing to the other guys we've talked about. There's one line I would stop short of crossing. He's not going anywhere. You know they could fall short, and we've talked about due diligence and thorough consideration about everything. It's not everything. You don't trade Jokic. Of course not. I know. I know. It's. I know yeah. you're not suggesting. No, that. I've. I've heard. I'm not. I know that no one sources in town. I've heard some like some really on the pulse sources in town think that if he doesn't have a good playoffs, they should look to trade Nikola Jokic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I don't think that that part would happen. Why? Just, and then he does. You guys will just dismiss that. I think. <laughs> and then you know the discourse will be Very what it is for a sources, year, yes. and then he'll have a chance to win another one, maybe. But. In terms of what he could get done this year, also just specifically because the reason he couldn't get that third one is because he hadn't won a title. Of course, it would be amazing if they don't give it to him and he wins the title. But I think you're right that he immediately is in that Dirk class of almost untouchable 
you, like you, if you want to criticize Jokic in the media, post that title, go for it. It's not going to go well for you. The floor of what you can say realistically becomes like even Ridiculous. if people are lower on Jokic after this than they should be, it's still you can't lower him too low. Yeah. You still have to have him. Like, if he wins really a championship, he, he's Giannis. It's the exact same right, path. Right, Giannis, right. but right. also right, right. it's very similar. And then there's. With all due respect to everyone involved, including my good friends here, it's the Denver Nuggets, man. They have never been to a finals. They've never been. Right. They just got their first oh, one Oh, it's seed. the same with Dirk doing it in it's Dallas. Exactly, it's so different. It's like, no, if you did it in Denver, it's that, just worth more. You might only need the one for us to get all these takes off. And if you want to argue, sure. argue a wall, you know? Right, exactly. So I think there's he has a chance to solidify all that. Um, and then, I honestly, the thing with Yoke is we always talk about what can he get better at. There is just a level of confidence and leadership and authority you get to speak from when you're a championship or a champion there's just a different level and like i really want to see post champion yoke like i just hope we get to see it for yeah. a while before he retires where it's like oh yeah remember when he won the title and then like he couldn't be bothered he shot 44 percent from three i did it, it's my greatest like i hope so much of that happens it also terrifies me that he'll take full seasons off after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, might be that, actually. <laughs> definitely like, that I don't... Jokic, you know, like, he does what he wants. Hill, can you bring that ring culture comment up? Because I, I I've seen Joshua, and I don't... I'm not trying to, to drag you, because I. it's the other side of this, the patience. I just think we're too many years into this, and after the injuries and the runway, with Jokic being the best player in the world, or one of them for three straight years, it just... it's. It's not about being reactionary. It's actually due diligence to consider changing things up at that point. I agree with the, I loved the whole, they don't need to change this core up just because they were falling short. I just think we've reached the point where that conversation is in a different place. It's crossed a certain threshold where all those years later, you might be doing Jokic first and foremost a disservice if you're not thinking very carefully about everything you can do to improve the roster. Yeah. Uh, the flip side of this is horrendous. You know, if they underperform, especially if Jokic plays bad, but if, oh. but I mean, which is almost unfathomable, especially early on, but if they underperform, if they lose, even in a second round where they look no, not meaningfully different than they did with Murray, it's a doomsday scenario for him as well, because then next season, there's just nothing that will quiet that noise. Nope. Totally. It will. He could score. He could average a 50 point triple double and it won't quiet the noise. It will be one of those things where we thought this year's season was tough because it felt like it was a prelude to the real, the, an appetizer to the real course. Next year would be an 82 games, what we saw the last four weeks. Nothing good matters, only bad things matter. Yeah. That yeah. would be hell. That would actually be hell. It would absolutely, yes. And it would, yes, we would find ourselves in, I mean, I can't, I don't, I, don't, I, I can't don't, even go don't, there. Don't I can't go, even yeah. go there. It'd be bad. Yeah, it would be really bad. Let's just hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. Um, let's go to Michael Malone. The upside of this is huge. If they make it far enough that he retains his job, meaning if they, I don't know what that is, but let's say they look really impressive and just come up short or Finals? up or up to winning it all. Mm. I just feel like Michael Malone comes back next season and has a realistic chance at catching George Carl and Doug Moe. I think it's going to take him two seasons. I think he has next year and then like a little bit of the following season. He now, that becomes a cool storyline going yeah, forward. It's like, yeah. man, he has a chance to really become the winningest coach in Nuggets history. He extends his run. Um, and I just think we all think of him a little bit differently. Just like with any player, it's like, okay, well, they've proven yep. they can get a team this far. It's a It would be a huge win for him. It, it's, I mean, we're talking about an industry that is 
wholly and completely results uh, yeah. oriented. It yep. doesn't, there, there is all of the time that you fill in talking about what well, I think this, I think this, but the nice thing about sports is that it is truly a meritocracy and there is a way to quiet things and quiet the noise. And it's just by performing and winning. If you win, you're untouchable. If you lose, you're very touchable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Like the, you know, the, you can look at doc rivers like we do all the time and be like, man, that guy is an idiot. But then also that guy's won a championship yeah. and like yeah. he was, absolutely untouchable for the longest time. It's gotten him job after job after job. Like he, you win in this league, you become minted. You're official like uh Budenholzer, same way. Like, Budenholzer is the perfect example. Yes. Yeah, so all these guys that you would look at and you'd be like under different circumstances, you'd be like, man, this guy's a, a moron. Like these rotations are terrible. Budenholzer is the ultimate because Budenholzer was probably going to get fired. If the bucks didn't win the championship that year, certainly. And I don't know if that is exactly what Michael Malone is facing, but it certainly feels like something similar, you know, in a similar vein. And now Mike Boonholzer is probably going to be the coach in Milwaukee at least for the next couple of years. And he has been the coach there since they won that championship a couple of years ago now. So um, that's what could be the path for Michael Malone. If the Nuggets win a championship this year, if he's the coach going forward, there's a path where he's the best Nuggets coach ever. Yep. Like, that's a realistic pathway. The downside, and I saw a comment in here a little bit earlier from, I think it was uh, Kobeman. Yeah, John Kobeman. He says, anything past round one, Malone is safe. Strong disagree. Yeah, Strong disagree. Round one is like, should be a given. I'm not saying it is a given, but round one, when you're the one seed, that's not like, hey, no. good job today. No. If you're the one seed, you should absolutely smoke your opponent in round one, especially th- a one seed like the Nuggets. I think Malone, I don't want to say is on the hot seat because that implies he did something wrong, and I don't think he has. But I do think that the Nuggets are on a fork in the road moment where Correct. it's like they're either going to go one way or the other. And if you don't go the right way, you probably do just need to make a change in the voice and this or that. So I actually think he's a lot at stake for the downside of this. If they're healthy and they lose in the second round, we are at bare minimum having that conversation on this show. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's a conversation internally, too, at that point. I think he's probably gone if they lose in the <clears throat> second round and they're fully healthy. I, do I, too. I, I feel the same way. So oh, man. He, Malone has, I think, is like the answer to all these questions. Who has the most pressure and most at stake? Because he literally has a job. <laughs> and probably who's most aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's carrying it with him every day right now. I, I think he's the answer to all these questions. And it should be this way. I just don't think these things are hot takey or unfair. I just This is sports, life man. as a contender what with is an he, all-time great player. Isn't he like the fourth most tenured coach in the NBA behind Popovich, Spolstra. And Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr. You're talking about three NBA champions. Yep. And he, and then Michael Malone. Right. So I just, it's not unfair to say a guy that has give, been given eight years and a two-time MVP should be expected to take his team farther or at least as far as expectation and, and stuff. And again, I love Malone, but it's just the reality of the situation. Um, and then the average, I will say for him, kind of similar to, I think he's more like Michael Porter, where if you go to the Western Conference Finals and you... Put up a good fight, but you lose where nobody thought you were one play away. You know, it's more like, yeah, you just got outplayed in six games and they get lost. Even then, I feel like that's when it's 50-50, where the team has to be like, yeah, but we weren't an inch away. We weren't just a, you know, one play away. We were a little bit more than that. And is the coach the thing that can get us over the hump? So I think he's more like Michael Porter than he is Jamal Murray in that regard. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, the, the... Conversation about Malone around Malone for years now has been like, is Michael Malone the 
Mark Jackson of the Denver Nuggets? Is he able to get them to a point, but then you need to bring in a new tactician in Steve Kerr to get them over the hump and turn them into the Dynasty Warriors? This, I mean, I've heard this for years and years and years and years. It's only going to get louder if um, we don't see success in the playoffs. And like, you know, at a can I give point. you another one? Because Mark Jackson, I think, was a bad coach. Yeah, <laughs> and Steve Kerr, I think, is a good coach. Yes, I would actually maybe go more towards Dwayne Casey and Nick Nurse. Yep. Who I think in the immediate aftermath of that, it was like, well, Nick Nurse is a great coach. Might not be. It might be that they were equal coaches. One was just different at the right time. And I, it might be that with Malone. Again, that it's not, is it bad? It's just that eight years, sometimes you just need a new voice saying slightly different but equal things. The only thing that makes me so terrified at that very idea is that I've seen what it can look like if you have playoff disappointment and you remove a very successful coach in George Carl and you replace him with a hot new candidate and it just destroys the team. Just there's, absolutely there's as many, if not more examples like that than there are of getting the right coach. Yes. It's it's so it's I, I need like if we're talking about moving on from Michael Malone, I need to see very clear evidence that he was at fault because he was asleep at the wheel. He made bad decisions. It wasn't just like he wasn't able to motivate the players. Like to me that's like I'm that's actually, not part of I'm it. I'm gonna disagree with that a little bit. Good. I think he's the guy that you don't necessarily have to see active mistakes, honestly. I think if you look at the team and you go, they were good enough to win, they came up just short. Again, now we all know why they came up short in the last couple seasons, but that's still the reality. I think the very first place you look is the coach. Like This team is good enough, but what we just brought to the table after that season wasn't. I think that's when you start thinking about, does another voice Oof. make that difference, those extra 5%? But it's the same as trading Jamal. Like You could trade him, and it goes worse for you. It's just like that's the, I, that's the risk about that. That's yeah. the risk. Or Michael just, Porter or any of these things where you're like, you know what, Jamal Murray's just not the guy. Let's go trade him for Damian Lillard. He's only got a couple years, Dame, but it's what – and it's like actually that didn't help, and now Murray's going off. It happens, man. Like if There's risk in any type of exactly. changing your course, exactly. but there's also risk in staying who you are and being the Raptors before they traded for Kawhi Leonard, which, again, yeah. most teams would trade. The Nuggets right now would trade for 2019 Kawhi Leonard. If they presented an opportunity, they'd be like, yes, we don't have one of those. We'll take it. If, if it costs, they disappoint. It cost the them playoffs. DeMar DeRozan. Like, Denver has Jokic. They wouldn't trade Jokic for that guy. But if you could trade for 2019 Kawhi Leonard, you would trade Jamal Murray for him. A beloved hometown player, you'd yep. be like, yeah, but this is an all-star who might yeah, be an MVP. You're right. And it's it, about getting the most out of yeah. all of these guys. All right, let's take a break on the other uh, side. We got some mailbag questions to get to. You guys sent us some good ones. We're going to run through the top of those. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of all city and DNVR. Let's go. Man, I love Pins and Aces. They've Just ordered some today. Awesome. Polos, hats, golf bags. They've got the beer sleeve. They've also got... um. What's liquor it? stick. The liquor. That's stick. what I got, by the way. <laughs> you, you got, I the, got liquor the liquor stick. That's the <laughs> most degenerate thing that I've been. I know. Just a whole stick of liquor in your of, golf bag. Holds like seven hundred fifty. Yeah, it holds a seven fifty of your preferred liquor. Yes, sir. And it looks like a golf club. You just put it in your golf bag. You guys are going to want to be golfing with me. You need your driver, your 9-iron, your 7-iron, your, your wedge, liquor, your putter. Your seven, your seven beers. And then your uh, beer sleeve beer. and liquor stick. <laughs> then you're set. little whiskey and then got your Dr. Pepper. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Your little pinsandaces.com. <laughs> Use the code DNVR. 15% off your first order and get free shipping. And also, collaboration coming up with the oh. NBA. 
Whoa, what? Wow. We'll see. What's next after the beer sleeve and liquor stick? Uh, I made, uh, well, I don't want to give too much away, but it's, uh, it's, if you want to hide explosives, it's made. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Like, um, Kale, will you open stuff. up the mailbag for us? Reach deep into the mailbag and find us some mail? Mail time. <laughs> Get in there. Oh, really man. rummage around. Get you know? deep in there. Who wants to read off? Justin Galt. Galt? How many? I love this question. How many different? <laughs> did you just read it like Christian Brown? Is that what just I happened? think I did, dude. <laughs> In my defense, I've had to do that all year. How many different guys will be the king of the game in round one? It's like a great question. question. And who is your hot take for unexpected king of the game in uh, for one game in the series? Eric, uh, Jokic every game. That's going to be my take. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've done this show a million times. Every time we're like. We can't give it to Jokic. <laughs> he totally deserves it. We can't give it to him again. It's going to be Jokic every time. I in mean, the we playoffs, might. I don't think we have to grade on a curve as much. No, we no. We'll absolutely give it to Jokic every time when he deserves it. Although, Murray, we've seen we've seen Murray uh, have moments. I mean, Murray in the 2020 bubble. He would have had. Yeah, he would have had probably, well, obviously in the Jazz series, more king of the games. Yes. Clippers series, he would have had it in game seven, I think. Yeah. yeah, but I, I don't know if he would have more than Jokic, but it would have been close. We'll see. I mean, I I can foresee a universe where we do have a uh, Porter quarter that leads to a Porter a Porter coronation. Porner, hmm. Porner, <laughs> <laughs> a coronation. <laughs> How far off are we? I, mean, I, think, talking I think Porter's going to steal one. I think Porter's going to steal out of one. ten. Let's just say ten because it's easy to do percentages there. Out of ten, what's the breakdown? I put the over under at seven and a half. I'm Jokic's seven <laughs> seven yokes, two Jamals, one Michael. Yeah, that feels right. Also known as my perfect roster. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if it was not those three, who's most likely to get one? Because I do think, as much as we AG. say, as much as we say they don't grade on a curve, there is a world in which AG grabs fifteen rebounds oh, yeah. and hits the game winner and a huge, you know huge I mean? defensive like, like, performance. Well, Yoke has a thirty-point triple-double, but yeah. we're like, yeah, Aaron but Gordon, Gordon won locks it. down Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Christian, locks down Kevin Durant. Christian Brown locks down SGA. I mean, I mean that's, closes that's with him. Is that going to be enough? There's no way. I don't think it's shot. Enough? No. No. we never we, we we've never given it to just a guy that locked somebody down. They also have to be shining well, on the offensive I, end. To be honest with you, have we ever locked somebody down? That's on the that's was good. It's a fair count. <laughs> Gary Harris might have been king of the game in game yeah, seven. We we for, but Yoke had a thirty did. point piece oh, yeah, and a game winner. Probably was. It'll be tough. All right, what's the next one? I like that one though. But I think Yoke gets a lot of king of the game. Aj can steal one if we get the Wolves. Which backup big would Denver play? Although Nas Reed is hurt, the Wolves could and should stagger Cat and go bear. Um, so is it DJ, Thomas Bryant, Zeke? What are we thinking? I, so this is a real question that if they, play the, if they play the Timberwolves, this will be a big thing. I talked about it on Locked on Nuggets today with Matt Moore. I think it's smart for the Timberwolves to stagger Towns yes. with yeah. the bench yeah. because Denver doesn't really have a great answer to this very question. Yeah. I don't know that you could put Aaron Gordon there. I think he'll pick up fouls, and I think he'll be undersized. I would say Zeke Naji. Yep. Zeke. I but think it would be DeAndre Jordan. I think I'm with Wind. I think it would be he DeAndre would get Jordan. So smoked by Towns, I think. I just oh, think the Towns, Nuggets man. would look at it that they would look at it as, look, we need a guy to rebound on that second unit if we're going up against Minnesota, and I think that guy would be DeAndre Jordan. I do. Me, I say I think that Cat's uh, game has gotten more perimeter based since Gobert has shown up, and that's where. Uh, Zeke shines defensively. It's like, true. He's not 
in there banging, but Cat really isn't in there banging either. I we'll, we'll see. Like, but I I think that Zeke Naji just with his quickness and his ability to move side to side is like a much stauncher uh, defensive presence against Cat than than anybody else would be. We'll see. I but don't I, feel great about that though. Do you? I, I don't feel great about any of our options. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, me at either. a certain point, you're like, well, you're just kind of sending bodies at him to either get him in foul trouble or <laughs> to commit fouls on him. Um, but I mean, I I think there'll be you know there'll be some sort of a platoon also. Like I don't think there'll just be one answer to to go up against him. So that's what I think. Where, where's Zeke Naji from? <clears throat> Minnesota. Oh. I, I, I had no idea. I don't know if that matters at all. <laughs> you think that's going to factor into my game well, plan? Well, he played in front of the Zeke's family. got friends and family in the crowd tonight. He's Let's throw him out there. It's also his birthday. Cartel. Let's play him. Town's up the bench. Come on, man. It's your hometown. D-line may have convinced me. Jordan might make more sense if it was Rudy staggering. Yes. Cat's playing with the bench. Yes. I could see Zeke. It's easy. Um, um, all right. What's our next one? <laughs> it's going to be Jeff Green. <laughs> Jeff Green is going to be Jeff Green. John So, right? <laughs> all right. Separate chats. We'll run through these real quick. Don't choose the Nug Life. The Nug Life chose me. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on Nuggets' playoff mantra this year? Could be better, in my well, honest Good opinion. thing you asked. Uh, I don't like to besmirch the uh, marketing department. Well, we have a playoff. These are real playoff mantras. These are real people that are doing it. Bring it in. Whatever. I don't really care for it, but whatever. I'm not going to make it. Yeah, but we just made our own, which is uh, step up time. Step up time. Hey, what happens when you don't skip steps and reach the last step? Last step. It's step step up up. time. It's time to step up. And it's serious, man. Three years of waiting. It's time to step up. It's just time. It is time. I love the model. Kelly, very upset. Vote didn't wear a flower shirt in the snowy weather. I'm not sure if these two sentences are related. <laughs> Murray is off in is off in injury year. Does that cut him some slack for the playoffs if it's bad? No. Nope. Does that cut you off? No, he's saying he's talking about Jamal. He's because Jamal is coming back from injury this year. Or should expectations be lowered? I'm telling you, when it's all said and done, I will. If Murray is bad this year, I will say Murray cost Jokic three years of prime and that two of them he was in not by those ones are not his own fault but two years and then one year he was bad and it's just like there's no way to get around it he was in his apex prime and didn't have a running mate available to him in those years yeah i don't want to say that i hope it's not true but that's how it's at we got one more time for one more mailbag Mullen, question if, if we lose in the uh wsf the western w- conference finals i'm yeah. assuming semi-final maybe uh, oh okay either way we're trading kcp and bruce and a pick for OG, put Denver over the top, starting five, Murray, OG, MPJ, G, Jokic. Trading? Well, we can't trade Bruce. KCP yeah. and Bruce and a pick for OG. I almost think KCP might be a better fit than, than OG. For the I was Nuggets. just going to say, like, I don't think – I have a hard big, time imagining yeah. finding a better combination of players for this lineup. Like, the the really the only thing that you can look at, in, in my opinion, is that – does Jokic have a good enough running mate? Like we keep saying right, over, right, right. that is ultimately the, the measure. And it's like the, as, as far as like around the edges, like the other guys, like I, you know, I don't think OG and OG makes it better. Toronto just basically held everyone hostage for four first round picks for OG. So that any package like that isn't well, getting done. <laughs> they might have to lower their asking price. Four. Yeah, but that's still. Yeah, you can low. thank Tim Conley for that. He give ruined a, the trade market. Give me another, uh, another mailbag question. Kale. Since 1950, the oh. Western Conference winner has been lower than a three seed only four times. 
for reference, those were the 06 Mavericks, 95 Rockets, 81 Rockets, and 78 Supersonics. This year, which team in the West is the biggest threat to become the fifth team, lower than a three seed, to win the West? Golden State Warriors. That's full the stop. easy answer. Full yep. stop. Yep. And I mean, I, to me, they're the biggest threat in the Western Conference. Definitely. No question. So I like it. The we got time for one Reigning more. champions. By the way, this year, some historical precedent's going to be broken. Every team has one of these, where it's like, no team's ever done it with these indicators. Yeah. Just for fun, who do you think will be the first Nugget to drop a 40 bomb in oh, the Oh, I like this. Pretty sure it's a two-man race, but still interesting. I'm going to go with Jokic. Yeah, let's phone Miroslav in here. <laughs> it's, it's always, always Jokic. I think Jokic could have it game one of the first round. Depends on who they're playing. If it's Minnesota, the it, Murray, it's Mur it's Murray yeah. If right. it's Minnesota, OKC, it's Murray. Jokic. If I think it's if OKC. it's Minnesota, it's 50-50. If it's OKC, I think. If it's OKC, Jokic has 60 points in the first game. <laughs> Which I would love to see. By the way, a sneaky, lame storyline. You can hit that outro music. The 76ers drawing the Nets. There's a chance the Nets can compete in that one by hitting threes or whatever, but you know how they're not going to compete? By slowing Joel Embiid down. He's yeah. going to average 40 points per game in the first round against a crappy team that thought they were tanking when they made a trade. Well, listen, Jokic has the same opportunity. Like, it's true. He's against not, the Thunder. He could be playing the Thunder. If it's the Thunder, <laughs> honestly, the Thunder would be like playing against the Nets. Yeah, it, It'd be worse, man. The Thunder are 40 and 42 this season. <laughs> yeah, but they're 41 and 41. And honestly, like, who is scary? But they were trying for half the year with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but they're not. They're not that team now. What I I'm know. saying is, right now, Shea is better than Mikael Bridges, as terms of like a player. Right. And then everybody else is just like role players or whatever. I guess they're a little bit younger around the edges, but I don't know. Either way, it would be cool to see Embiid and Yoke putting up some monsters. Yes, I guess Giannis is going to put up monster numbers against they whoever better whoever manages to win this play-in game in the East today. Which is, by the way, I'm like so not interested. Speaking in Speaking of the Eastern Conference, last second. Super chat from Laking Ball. No hate, but what is said about the Nuggets if they underperform and Jokic's legacy is under fire and the Celtics will win the chip? The Bucks are not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is now proof that Laking Ball doesn't watch the show because that was literally a whole segment. He, yeah, I think that is true. I think he that's just true. chimes in. I, we cracked the code. He chimes in at the last second to Super Chat. We love you know him, what? though. We I love respect. We'll take it. We, we love, love our hater homies. Laking, Laking. If the Celtics win the finals, I'll send you all your super chat money back. Uh, no, I don't I know if you realize what uh, you no, just said. No, I won't. I'm just kidding. I don't mean that. It's not legally binding. And I don't even Why know who you, you are. Why would you say that? I don't even know who look, you are. Look, look, look. look listen to me. Listen to me. If the just, Celtics. No, no. You know what? I'm standing on it. Oh, the Celtics hey, are not go. winning the finals. I can't Take believe I'm rooting for the Celtics. This is unbelievable. Because if the Celtics win the finals this year, the Nuggets don't. We'll never see vote again. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I know. Good luck finding me. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, I know. We know where you'll be. I mean, on my way back to New Jersey. <laughs> no, jeez. Oh, Everybody hit that like button on the way out. 